What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Trigger. This is Trigger Tips number 386 here on Thursday, July 21st. First off, little housekeeping apologies for the lack of episodes. That is 100% my fault. My schedule has just been very hectic, but we are here today. So, we got yep, a lot to talk about. Which means about. I gotta leave. So. Yeah, I kiss my ass. <laughs> so we got a lot to talk about here, here today. Here we do. It's been a show. Uh, Joey Ass Claps, a.k.a. Joey Dementia Biden, uh, has COVID. <laughs> That's what my buddy called him, Joey Ass Claps. Joey Ass Claps. <laughs> um, the body double, you mean, yeah. has COVID. Uh, Joe Biden, well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe that f***ing video. Someone, I'm doing fine. Someone's got I'm, I'm getting a lot of work done. Yeah, well, he doesn't get a lot of work done on a regular day. What do you mean getting a lot of work? You haven't been working for, for 40 f***ing years. Yeah. And I'm like, you... That's not you, Joe. That's yeah. the body double. <laughs> uh, this is despite the fact that he previously had said that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yeah. Well, he is quadruple penetrated. Yeah. Um, and There's, all the holes have been filled up. Oh my god. And uh, he still, still got, got it. it. So and you know, he <laughs> and says, they still say, "Well, we, we we want people to get the shots still after yeah. this." I'm like, this is dead. <laughs> he says he's experiencing minor symptoms. He didn't look. He, he actually didn't look as bad as I thought he would. No. And didn't sound as bad as I thought that's he would. That's because he's been loaded up with Pfizer juice. Well, he's taken Paxlovid. Um, well, that, that's that's also true. But here, a few things. So one, he was on the air, he was on Air Force One yesterday, and yeah. it was there was a huge contingent of people on there. I mean, it's like half the government. The whole on administration. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the entire a couple government senators, was on you know, that plane. A couple representatives. <laughs> so quite the super spreader event, you know, and. Uh, yeah, it, like he you blasted posted. him all of this viral load. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, the whole and then he and then he gives that spit. First of all, why couldn't that have been delivered at, in in the rose garden? He has to. I just love this whole. We need to protect the planet, but let me burn all this gasoline to yeah. get to this place that you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But, and then shakes hands with all the press. You know, everyone's all chummy. Now he has COVID. Now the press is like, oh, well, he has COVID. Whereas when Trump was there, everyone was like, oh, my God, I was in the same room three mm-hmm. days ago. Let, well, me, let me write my will. Here's the thing that I have issue with is, yeah. and you wrote about this earlier. Mm-hmm. I forget what your headline was, but it was perfect on it. I got to find it here. If the media were fair, they'd be bashing reckless oh, Joe yeah. Biden for getting COVID. Because remember, yeah. Yeah. anytime a Republican got it, they're reckless. It's the end of the world, yeah. right? Also, there's a very interesting trend forming here. <laughs> that, And you know where I'm going oh, with this. Yeah. Is that basically everyone since April that has gotten COVID, as far as elected politicians, 97% of them are Democrats. Oh. Vaccinated, of course. Oh. Now, I'm not saying that that's a hunt, you know, uh, the correlation causation, that whole thing, but... Just saying, yeah. that's the fact of these are the people that are going to come. Now, it could be because us Republicans don't give a shit about testing anymore, right? Yeah. Like, I couldn't even tell you the last time I took a test because I don't give a shit about it. Like, unless I'm, yeah. si- unless I'm like, actually very sick, yeah. I'm not going to take a test. Like, that's just dumb. Yeah. Um, that's also, like, how normal people well, yeah, exactly. react yeah. to this. Like, if you don't yeah. feel well, if you have a symptom, you get, you get tested. But yeah. if not, like, there... Democrats, I'm surprised that we don't have a uh, a nasal swab shortage because they're sticking. Yeah, they right. They get stuck, uh, you know, every five times every time, you know, every, mm-hmm. every day they go out, you know, they have to get tested. But yeah. <laughs> so going back to those PBS headlines and New York Times and the Atlantic, you know, Trump's return following his COVID diagnosis brings back, you know, 
pure dread to the press room. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's, you know, oh, you know, Biden got it. Mm, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. cares, right? If it's a Democrat, who cares? Yeah. And so, how he got it is apparently not not, not important. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. remember, when Trump got it, it was like the grassy knoll. It was like, here's Trump, mm-hmm. and this is the blast radius yeah. of, like, where the viral load can get. <laughs> and it was none of that now. Yep. No pictograms, nothing. So, yeah, so I don't want to hear it. That, that's kind of where that's at. But we have uh, to hope that hangs on. And yeah. in these 10 days, you know, it's the same because we, we can't have her as president. Well, that's the thing. As I was just we about can't to say, have her as president. everybody should be praying for him to hold on because yeah. nobody wants Kamala as president. No way. Are you kidding me? Um,. So, yeah, obviously we'll be covering that for you all the latest on it at townhall.com. Hopefully mm-hmm. it turns out okay. Uh, but what was interesting, and I had I had put this on the sheet before this even happened this morning. Obviously the COVID news happened this morning. For the past few weeks, every time Joe Biden has said something as far as referencing Joe's presidency, she has kind of mentioned it in the past tense. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, that's kind of interesting. Um, and I'm not the only person that thinks that that's kind of interesting. A couple of people have pointed this out. Uh, she said, quote, and this was the most recent one, that Joe had so many hopes and plans for things he wanted to do, but every time you turned around, mm. he had to address the problems of the moment. Mm. Well, what? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically a this is over you know, Tone, this happened yeah. in the past. And I mean, Slash, I, Joe might be dead. I, yeah, of course, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, and of course, you can make the argument that she's saying, well, you know, she's referring to the past two years, not necessarily looking forward. And I'm like, well, if you're the president, you would still, I think, be saying, yeah. you know, we have so many hopes and plans for things we want to do, and this is why you have to yeah. elect a Democrat majority. Also, you know, yeah, like, can they get, like, what the f- is going on with these speechwriters and, like, not being, like, why... It's so f- vague with both of them. Mm-hmm. Both yeah. she's talking about breakfast tacos and how Latinos all like breakfast tacos. Joe's talking about how he got cancer because the oil industry exists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that was his dementia I, kicking in. I he have was cancer. confusing a story that he had previously told in the past about asthma. Oh God. And yeah. uh, <laughs> it was also interesting because now, in hindsight, we know that. He probably had COVID at the time, so maybe he was getting even worse with the dementia yeah, and the exactly. fog. So, yeah. But yeah, that's that. Um, what else do we got here? Ivana Trump, rest in peace. Yeah, someone pushed her down some stairs. No. I mean, sorry, she fell. No, she fell. No, she, she fell down she the fell. steps. She was 73. It was a ghost. That's a tragic way to die. It really you know? is hard. Uh, I mean, they, it says that they don't think she suffered like any sort of heart attack or anything. She must have just slipped and fell. And, you know, at that age... Oh yeah, yeah. That's it's happened, like you're so. you're you're like a glass pitcher. Those things, very things, very sad. Tragic. Uh, Don looked very sad. The kids looked very sad yesterday. So it was a tough day for them for the funeral. Apparently, uh, Donald and her were friends. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. You know they what? talked on a weekly basis. Oh, yeah. So how you doing, ex-wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's um what's it called? Uh, you know um uh, what's his name? Uh, Titanic director James Cameron. Mm-hmm. Catherine Bigelow, best of friends. Yeah. It could happen, I guess. People, it's it's to the yeah. point where people forget that they're divorced. Yeah, <laughs> they interact yeah. so much. They they trade well, ideas. Well, you know, they did have three kids. So. Yeah. What else do we got here? Okay, so the Hunter Biden leak. Oh. Continues yeah. to grow in the eyes, as we as we should call um, it. Um, you know, it's basically just straight up pornography on that thing. 
Yeah, well, I here's mean, the thing. This I is mean, what I wanted to talk uh, um, about. Among other things, but like, there's some. This is what I wanted to talk some about. Pedophile shit on there, maybe. You're the you're the you're the son of at the time either the vice president or the president or a senator, yeah. right? Yeah. In what world does it make sense that every time you're gonna get high on crack <laughs> and bang hookers <laughs> to take out your iPhone and start videoing? Like what? That's just common sense. Yeah, that just shows me how absolutely retarded well he's also depraved i think he, you know he, he it's uh, i think he, he gets off on it maybe yeah. but it's just so weird to me and you know it just proved a whole bunch of things that we knew about him the weirdness of the family the weirdness of joe the things that joe knew about the businesses so there are so many things in here you know hunter having gifts that were given to joe when he was vice president you know, you have the, the crack, uh, the 21 grams of crack, which is a large amount of crack. That's a lot of crack. A lot of crack. Crack is whack. The ho- the hookers, uh, doing crack and drinking at a detox facility. I'm like, well, that's a really great <laughs> detox facility that they probably yeah, paid really. a ton of money for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Here, here's $10,000. I have a white claw and some crack. Yeah, Just leave me alone. there's videos of, of him... Taping his uh, taint, I'm like, what the? F-? Yeah, it was just so weird. Yeah. It's insane. Oh, God. Um, and if you want the real breakdown of it, that's only some of it. The real breakdown we have it at townhall.com. Yep. Uh, great piece by our uh, very amazing writer Mia, and she goes, she did the dirty she, work yeah. that nobody wants to she do. She went uh, balls deep on this one. All right. And- she- uh, this is quoted uh, the headline of the story: the top nightmare fuel from the Hunter Biden yeah. iPad leak. So, you can see all that there. She should get hazard pay for that. And (laughs) if you are so inclined, the links are there to the videos. So, uh, what else do we got here? I need an adult. (laughs) Got a little woke and racist segment here. Uh, Corey Bush, you know, that that from Missouri, Mm. hates white people. Oh, of course. We knew that, right? Yeah. Well, now she says that the U.S. is under attack and that the whites are taking over the United States. Hmm. Like what? what are we taking talking over? About? Yeah, taking over. Okay. Yeah. Um. Last, but not, I think she's the only pro defund the policer. De- de- excuse me, defund the police supporter on the hill left. Left. Well, who they, who's like outward? Yeah, who's outward? It, yeah. yeah, who says they it. do it? They, yeah. they 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 support it, yeah. but they won't say it at this point because they like, know it's know, toxic yeah. to them. Um. Last week. The uh, NCAA had their nominating period oh, uh, for NCAA Woman of the Year. Well, who do you think was nominated? Uh, Bill Thomas. <laughs> Bill Thomas. William. Yeah. Also known as Leah Thomas. Leah. Leah. The uh, the dude who <laughs> swims in women's swimming division. Um, <laughs> Apparently, you know, men are officially better at being women than women yeah. are. So we must be inclusive of men. Yeah, we have <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah, it still has the. D- by the way. Yeah, okay? yeah, exactly. It's one thing if you're trying to play off being a woman and you had lopped it off. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but still has it. Yeah. And flaunts it around in the locker room with the ladies. Yeah, I'm like, it this out. is gross. Like yeah, no. that's harassment. It's it is harassment. But hey, it's not, you know, it's not, remember, uh, Bill's a woman, so it's not, a, it's a, uh, I don't know. Appendage? An 
appendage mm. in an enlarged. Did you see? Oh my God! All right. Did you what? see? Uh, <laughs> did you see the guy who grew the on his arm? By the way, <laughs> is it Mr. Garrison? You saw that? Mr. Yeah, Garrison. yeah. I was like, what? This is I a know. real thing. I thought that was just like a South here. Episode. I know, really. We got organs being grown. Yeah. People. <laughs> um, so let's swing it up to Capitol Hill. We got uh, the mansion meltdown. Uh-huh. This was the end of last week where Joe Manchin came out and said, basically, your proposals are f***. Well, that set off the left big time. Yeah. They freaked yeah. the f*** out. Basically, he said, unless inflation gets under control, none of this is going to happen, especially on the climate change agenda, which makes sense. Yeah. He's from a... He represents a, a state. A coal-producing yeah. state. Like, yeah. it's not... Yeah. That's the other thing that, like, the Democrats don't seem to understand is that they're like, he's just selling out for the Republicans. And I'm like, well, no. no. He represents an energy-producing state. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. My favorite quote from a Democrat on this announcement. <laughs> John Yarmuth. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny. House Budget Committee chairman <laughs> said, quote, we're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, get it together, yeah, you people. Um, yeah, the climate change is getting out of control. Apparently, the president is supposed to deem it a national emergency and use executive power for what I'm not quite sure yet. But they seem intent on making the energy crisis worse than it was before. Yeah. Not really sure about that one, yeah. but, you know. What else do we got here? Uh, so here's an interesting little uh, tidbit that's coming out of these polls that are being put out about uh, the congressional race for the midterms in, in November. So obviously Republicans continue to hold a pretty pretty decent-sized lead on you know the generic ballot, and in head-to-head races, they're doing pretty well. Um, I think the, it's like 90% chance that we take back the House, which we already knew. Um, I think it's at like a 50-50 shot for the Senate, which we got to improve upon. We're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah. But I want to talk about the demographics here because there's some interesting key shifts going on. And, you know, it could be just a one-time only thing or it could be a, a more significant, you know, generational historic realignment going on of the parties here. So when Trump came in, you know, mm-hmm. as we've talked about in the past – uh, the party switched from being, you know, heavily based white collar, professional, suburban type situations to much more blue collar, you know, shedding off the people who had been ancestral Democrats, um, especially in Midwestern states, Rust Belt, you know, that whole type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Broke through the blue wall, all that type of stuff. We shattered that sucker. Yeah. And well, you know, unless if they hadn't stolen the election, we yeah, would have done that again. Would, but yeah. The the interesting thing to me now is that we're seeing a bigger realignment when it comes to, uh, to a certain degree, youth voters, okay, mm. who are just apoplectically pissed with Joe Biden because he's destroyed, you know, essentially their golden years. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Well, uh, remember, he promised to, you know, the college debt. Well, I mean, that, I think some that, of that, that was a huge reason why they're well, pissed at him. Some of that plays in, yeah. but when you when you dig deeper down into the issues based portion of why they're switching, uh, their support, you know, because traditionally that age group has been like seventy five, eighty percent Democrat, it's right? Ridiculous, yeah. We're cutting into that to the point where it's like down to like fifty five Democrat, yeah. and when they're asked about it, 
some of them say that. Yeah. Not the student debt yeah. thing. Some of them. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them say, well, you know, we want to come out of, of college into a strong economy. Right. Well, yeah. We want the opportunity to succeed. We yeah. can't be having, you know, inflation at these yeah. levels. And they're starting to understand the economic aspect, whereas... And the ones who have jobs see that, see how much they pay in taxes. Right, exactly. Usually yeah. that's the kicker, yeah. right? Usually that's what kicks people yeah. into, oh, shit, maybe this being a Democrat is yeah. not the great, yeah. right? But they're catching it earlier on now, so that's, that's an interesting trend. But not as significant as the Hispanic trend. The Hispanic trend, which started in you know, 2020, essentially, 2018, 2020, because legal voting Hispanics are so against the illegal issue. But now we're seeing numbers that were never even possibly thought of before. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, You know, I never thought it would reach this point. Yeah. Now we're seeing the Joe Biden approval among Hispanics, 19%. Yeah, that's not good. The lowest of any demographic. Yeah, it's bad. Would you ever imagine that's going to happen? It's bad. And, and and I thought that, you know, when Bush won 44% of the Hispanic vote in 2004. During that, that, that was election, the top. That was the top. Right? Which, and listen, that's a solid showing with that group. Remember, uh-huh. remember at the time, it was you know, same thing with women voters. You don't have to win them, but we have to get, like, a significant share. Same thing Obama with white working class voters. He didn't win them, but he got, like, 40, 45% mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be This could be something. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, this could be, I mean, well, now, I, I mean, at the same time, for Democrats, you're like, oh my God, how could this happen? Listen, when you kind of trash the economy and talk about abortion and killing babies all the time and talk mm-hmm. about pronouns and, you know, stuff that people who actually have to work all day mm-hmm. don't really care about, this is what happens. They go to the other side. Well, I think that we're going to uh, win Hispanics yeah. in November. Mm-hmm. I think that that is going to carry over into the 24 election, uh, the presidential, because the border. Yeah. The, the, they see the border, right? And, and the border has become an issue where it's like, yeah, we know the border's f- We know people are coming through that are criminals, that are rapists, yeah. as we saw in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, that are murderers, uh, illegals by the millions, right? Yeah. And that's a story that has kind of faded a little bit because it's just beating a dead horse, right? Like every yeah. single month, over 200,000, and that's their number, quote, right? It's much higher than that. I mean, we're talking probably between 2 and 5 million illegals a year coming over through the southern border. People don't want that, yeah. right? Uh, that's just a that's just You want to have to have a, you know, to have your kid's birthday party outside without having ducking for, for cover from the shootouts that happened from the cartels across the border. Right, right. So, Especially you know, along in those border yeah, districts. Yeah. And that's why the border districts, I will venture to say, will be fully red this year. Yeah. Um, well, you saw in 2020, uh, Trump's support, and those are Latino majority, uh, quintupled. It's, well, it's swung 34 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've never represented that area, right? So that's going to be the first time now. Mayor um, Flores. But... You have this situation here where this, more so than the youth vote, could be a historic generational realignment, I yeah. think. Um, because could. the you're also seeing not just the border issue yeah. playing into this. Uh, the left's anti-religion aspect, yep. because Hispanic families are yeah. God-loving. Going way too far on abortion. Oh, but yeah, especially yeah, on the abortion front. But also the woke anti-family structure yeah. aspect, the attack on the yeah. family, right? Yeah. You you know, you could go down the list here. There's a ton of stuff. But I think that that one really could change American politics for decades. Yeah. I think that the Democrats really 
that one up. Yeah. Because the demographics were going in their favor. And yeah. for years, remember the narrative oh, yeah. had always been, yeah. when this switches, Republicans are f- Yeah. And we've yeah. now reached if a situation... Only, if only Republicans moderated a little bit here and there, then maybe they can be a little more competitive with these voters. It ended up being the Democrats the opposite. got... Democrats got so insane that they pushed those people into our side. Well, and when you ask <laughs> Hispanics, they want the radical Republicans. Yeah. Because they want the fighters. They yeah. are, you know, they're, yeah. they're not they're not people that hide their feelings. No. Hispanics. Which I love. Yeah. Because Italians are the same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? They want fighters. I work hard. That's, I need work. I need to support my family. What the what the hell is this pronoun? And that's why about. Trump resonated with them yeah. too, and and he probably will again. And we're gonna obviously yeah. talk about it's also that. Also, the reason why Nancy Pelosi gummed up the works on a new COVID relief package in the summer of twenty twenty because everyone knew that it would provide you know political dividends for Trump. Yep. Yeah. And it showed that he cared about them. That's what they literally said on these border counties when they got those COVID relief checks. Mm-hmm. So, I think one one person framed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, well, so on the immigration, the illegal immigration front, right? There's a couple things going on now. Yeah. Remember how uh, Governor Greg Abbott was busing the illegals from Texas up to major East Coast cities? Yeah. In fact, well, now somebody, I think somebody captured a bus from Texas unloading a bunch of illegals out of Union Station. Oh yeah, that's where they're dropping. Yeah, them. that's where they're dropping them. Um. Off. So now you have these liberal blue city mayors. Mayor Eric Adams in New York City and Muriel Bowser here in Washington, D.C., like literally bricks over what's happening here. And I'm like, well, welcome to what yeah. Arizona and yeah. Texas have been dealing with. Yeah. They're saying, oh, well, we can't handle this number of people. The shelters are overrun, oh, and our oh. city services are going to be running out of money well, and blah, blah, blah. That sucks. Blah. That sucks for you. That must suck. And I'm like, oh, if only your president could secure the border yeah. and stop the flow of illegals yeah. that are coming into this country draining resources from the American taxpayer. And this is racist. Oh, my God. Whatever happened to yeah. give me your tired and your poor? Well, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, was, uh, that was the funniest part about... Uh, Eric Adams's thing on it. He was yeah. like, this isn't fair to the city. Now we want to let these people in, but this isn't fair yeah, to the city. city. And I'm like, well, you can't you, have it both yeah, ways. You gotta pick a side yeah, here now. Yeah. So, send them home. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, Washington, D.C. also being overrun. The biggest story that's going on uh, right now, and it, it's got... It, it it's honestly an interesting cross section of two very big issues that are going right now. Yeah. The way the story started was because Joe Biden used this example of a ten year old being raped, crossing state lines, to get an abortion out of Ohio because mm-hmm. of a, Ohio's abortion law, even though that abortion law did not apply. Yeah. Okay, and she could have gotten the abortion in Ohio, but remains moot point. Yeah. But then there's some other details that came out that probably show why they they went out of state to try to hide. And then the story came out anyway and got publicized by the president. And the president didn't know that he was stepping into a hornet's nest on this one. Well, Joe not knowing what to do. It's, uh... Yeah, because then it comes out further on that this 10-year-old girl that was raped was raped by an illegal alien. Yeah. Okay. An illegal alien that came in during the Obama administration. Then the story gets more and more interesting because after the suspect's first court appearance, this guy named Gerson Fuentes, okay? Gerson. 
then the mother of the rape victim defended him. Oh, yeah. Which set off a bunch of red flags. Yeah. My child is fine. Yeah, and that everything they're saying is a lie. Yeah. But Good she, work by she, Telemundo, I'm fine. <laughs> I will say. Well, so yeah. she hid her face from reporters, yeah, refused to provide her name. Um, the mother opened the door of the residence where police verified Fuentes lived. So then that immediately set off some other red flags. Yeah. And reporters started looking into, well, who is this woman? And she's the mother of this child that was raped. Well, why is she living in his house? Yeah. Well, very interesting that the mother is in a domestic relationship. They're living together, yeah. these these people. Yeah. And she's defending the rapist of her child, who yeah. is an illegal. Um, Nasty. N- nobody knows if the woman is illegal. Um, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that's the next thing on the big I think card. so, yeah. Um, and, if, and we also find out now that this guy, the rapist of the child is the father of the child this woman is carrying in her womb right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both? Both. Oh, yeah. I mean, one was aborted. But what? Bo- oh, my God. Well, the, the child, the child, 10-year-old child, child had the abortion. Oh, my God. So he raped the child. And then, impre- and then, then and impregnated the, the mother. Oh. Yeah. So, oh. yeah, it's, it's very possible the mother is an illegal alien as well. We don't know for sure. Ice said that they will not uh, comment further on, on this you know, type of thing. Well, they got to go. Well, yeah, I mean, in a, so, in, a, in, a, in a fair legal world, they they gotta go. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! Yeah, so I uh, mean, the, the amount of whiplash from this story—it's like I, I have like you know gives you concussions. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, and uh, it gets worse. Our great investigative reporter Mia looked into this, and according to court records reviewed by Town Hall, a Columbus police officer had uh, ticketed uh, this lady this woman right and they downgraded it in so that way she wouldn't be deported so that's where we find basically the confirmation without confirmation that she's not a u.s citizen now i'm not saying she's necessarily illegal but uh that's you know one of the things and uh, you know doesn't speak english so there you go but this is a very interesting case that's evolving by the day and the details are even hard to follow because it's like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. The story that started out as a, like, what looked like a potentially fictional case that they were using to support Too abortion. Too good to be true. Right. Yeah. Then went into this crazy, like, illegal it went, alien. It went, it went into the Twilight Zone. Yeah. I mean, it really did. I mean, it's just, and it's so, not the point that, first of all, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the left, like, pop champagne when the story was proven to be true. I'm just like, okay, About so, the rape. Yeah, so yeah. now we're so celebrating now we're child rape. rape. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah right. we're celebrating child rape here. Right. Like, woo, child rape. And then it was like, See? well, it's an illegal. Oh. Uh-huh. Deploy countermeasures. Yeah. So. Oh, interesting breaking news alert. Yeah. White House deems Kamala Harris a close contact of COVID-positive Biden. Now, was that before or after? I don't know. Following. Okay. Pretty much the because well, the one theory I loved that was floating around today was that she gave him COVID on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Hillary did. Hillary yeah. Had a minion do it. Oh, here's an interesting one. The entire government's gonna be wiped out. <laughs> Supreme Court uh, said, "Well, nobody's dying from it anymore." I know. I know. It's not. Um, yeah. So. Supreme Court says Biden cannot reinstate policy limiting ICE arrests for now. Okay. Interesting. 
just reading through this real quick here. This is breaking news. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, uh, the Supreme Court has voted 5-4 uh, with Coney Barrett siding with the libs? Yeah. What? Yeah. Huh. Okay. That was probably on, like, administrative grounds. But, basically, the Supreme Court says that uh, they, the Biden policy of limiting immigration arrests cannot go forward at this time. So, that's good. Yeah. Although, I mean, ICE doesn't really even have the capacity to properly arrest and deport people at this point. But that's some breaking news right there for you. Uh, but anyway, back to the illegals and the rape. Um, just real yeah. quickly here. Perfect time to reuse my favorite Trump clip. Roll that clip. Somebody's doing the raping, Don. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, somebody's doing the, just saying it's women being raped. Well, who's doing the raping? Mm-hmm. Who's doing the raping? Yeah. I mean, how can you say such a thing? Somebody's doing, doing the raping. raping. You know, it's just it's yeah, a fact. It is. It's a fact. Trump still forever correct on that one. Um, but, of course, we are going to keep digging on this story. We feel that there is a lot more to this story. Uh, Mia has been examining court documents. We're trying to figure out the immigration and naturalization status of these people and uh, how all of this fits together into this one crazy story that's uh, becoming a very interesting thing. So very sad story. Well, you know, this is the inve- type of investigative reporting that you support by becoming yes. a VIP member because we wouldn't be finding these things out if we did not have your direct support. So yeah, we appreciate that. What else do we got here? Uh, oh, there was uh, attempted mass shooting in, was it Indianapolis? Right? I believe so. Was it in, somewhere yeah, in Indiana? Yeah, yeah. Um, a good guy with a gun. Good guy with a gun stopped this killer within. Uh, I think I believe in less than fifteen seconds. Within fifteen seconds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fired ten shots from over fifty feet away Woo! from a pistol. Wow. Hit him eight times. Oh wow. Talk about wow. impressive. And I think this was like a twenty-one or twenty-two-year-old kid. The kid's name is Eli Dickin. 22-year-old kid. Yeah. Okay? Uh, and this 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 guy stopped this mass shooter within minutes. Uh, and it is the most... So, it honestly, is the most impressive thing. I mean, 80% yeah. from 50 feet like that yeah, with a pistol. Yeah, that's crazy. But anyway, the gun control groups and the leftists do not like the narrative. No. Um, no. And it's the reason why you don't hear about it anymore. The armed civilian who was forced to open fire in a crowded food court, said Shannon Watts, founder of Moms Demand Action, that the, the blocks me on Twitter. Yeah, so, she blocked me too. Um, I, I just don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. The, the good guy with the gun worked here. It did. Okay? It did. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's worked. Just do a simple Google search and, and use local media. Um, there's mm-hmm. multiple, multiple occasions every year of good guys with guns stopping criminals. And well, um, there's a very uh, interesting thing that I found. It was sent to me by a good friend of mine. Mm. The Uvalde and Greenwood Mall shooters were using basically the same setups. Oh, in terms of their rifles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And optics. Yeah. And mags. Yeah. A little bit suspicious. Not saying anything of it for sure. Just saying, hmm. 
A little bit yeah, suspicious. it's kind of like that whole thing with, you know, these uh, piles of bricks just showing up and all these leftists want to riot in cities. Yes. You know, stuff yeah. like that. I'm yeah. not saying that not it's... Saying. I'm not saying it's coordinated. I'm not saying it's just coordinated. Just saying a little bit suspicious. But there might be some sort of prior uh, planning. <laughs> just saying it's a little bit suspicious. <laughs> it is. You know? It is. Maybe, you know, like the FBI could do its job yeah. instead of harassing... I mean, what a- Eight-year-old grandmas oh, yeah. who were, you know, supposed insurrectionists. Who, oh, the one with cancer who has yeah. to serve a seven-month jail yeah. sentence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. outrageous. Yeah, horrible. Can't stop mass shootings. Meanwhile, but that, yeah. the Late Show staffers from Stephen Colbert, they get a free pass. Yep, yep. Even though they did a hardcore rebellion by storming the Capitol. Yeah, it's crazy. With to the me. triumph, crazy. the insult, dog puppet. But what are the odds? No, I know. Right? I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Come, I mean, yeah. I, I'm actually being serious now. Like that. That's just like that's actually. I mean, if if it is, I mean, scary. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. my word. Um. What else do we got here? All right. It, let's do some uh, little woke section and then yeah. some election talk. So, yeah. this one was infuriating to it's me, horrible. and you wrote about yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, w- apparently, woke tour guides. Yeah. At Monticello here in Virginia, mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson's home. Are trashing the man who lived in that home yeah. on the tours yeah. of the home. So what's going on there? Okay, well, first I will say, even the New York Post admitted that in previous years, Monticello kind of did eschew from talking about, you know, Jefferson's slave owning past, right? I mean, it was mentioned, but it was not like over. Now the pendulum has swung too far. And now you have people trashing Thomas Jefferson, you know, basically deriding the man. Mm-hmm. Who's one of our most complicated uh, founding fathers that we have, and you know, I think some some person at a libertarian think tank went there and was was you know posting on social media about it. So the New York Post went down there mm-hmm. to see what was up, and yeah, it's absolutely out of control. You have one one of the tour guides. They are you know they're besmirching, they're snarky, they're trashing Thomas Jefferson to the point where it's just like it's just like straight up. Nonsense! Like one person asked, did he invent a certain device that's supposedly featured in in the house? Uh-huh. And the the tour guy responded, "No, he didn't build anything in America. You're in the house that he built, <laughs> among other things. So it's just like, what the hell? Are you like, what is this? Like, what what is even going on here? And well, here's my problem. Even in and you remember, if you've ever been there, folks." You know, Charlottesville is very rural. I mean, it is in the heart of Virginia. It's a great place to go. Even the woke and their tentacles reach all the way out there and ruin Well, it Charlottesville everybody. itself as a city is yeah. very liberal. It is yeah. in a rural area. Yeah. Um, my problem with the whole thing is that I don't think that any of the founding fathers should be viewed through any lens of slavery whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Because... Yeah. At that time... It was common. Everybody had yeah. slaves, yeah. okay? Yeah. <laughs> Listen. And that's the problem with the left, is they're, they're using 21st century societal norms yeah. and, try, and, and retroactively applying that to our slave-owning days, which, again, we all admit was not good. It's our original sin. We fought a civil war to, to resolve it, but it's just like to now remove him from all vestiges of our, of our lives and history is just absolutely wrong. The first well, 12, John Adams is the only president of the first 12 who didn't own slaves. So James Madison's got to go now, Which too? is sad, exclamation point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, you know, it's it's like at this point, 
I can here's what I compared yeah. to the other day when I was yeah. talking to somebody. Yeah. Back then, owning a slave was as to today is owning an iPhone. Yeah. I wouldn't say that in public. Well, no, but, the, <laughs> but, but it's, it's true. Just, it is that's true. an analogy. Yeah, I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. That's really what also, it was. Also, very expensive. I would say it's like owning a Maserati. You know, those slaves. Oh, some, I don't know about Maserati. Some, maybe, some like, them, maybe like a BMW. BMW. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, some, no. of them, some of them were a whole year's pay for most Americans. Right, I mean, right. only the really wealthy own slaves. I mean, we all know this. I mean, yeah, yeah. Say, have you seen the size of those plantations? So the like, whole thing of, of like... Viewing the founding fathers through slavery really pisses me off. Yeah, it gets me going. Yeah. I, I don't even want to talk about it anymore because it's going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like where I went to school at George Mason, yeah. they tried to change the name of the school because he owned slaves. Okay, I remember that. The, yeah. the writer of the Bill of Rights, George yeah. Mason, yeah. they wanted to get rid of yeah. because he owned slaves. Okay? George Mason doesn't exist. Yeah. Says and the left. Then they added some stupid plaque at the school. Oh. Of, it, of an honor of George oh. Mason's slaves. And I'm like, give me a break. And that's why they'll never get a dollar from me, <laughs> libtards. Um, anyway, <laughs> here's another good one. Yeah. I don't know if you wrote this story. They should probably go to Mont, uh, Montpelier, uh, James Madison's home, which is a half a mile away from, from Monticello, and oh, yeah. see what the f*** they're doing over there. Yeah, well... Because yeah. Lord knows... The, oh, James Madison. I mean, the, the president who only, you know... Sp- was at the helm of our first invasion in 1812. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, uh, small guy, but also the one of the you know authors of our Constitution. Mm-hmm. But apparently he's terrible now because, you know, the little man had... Well, I shouldn't call him a little man. He's a great man. But he had slaves, so... Yeah. It, the to whole the thing gulag. Is they, they it's sad. Uh, what the f*** is going on? I mean, we got the pronoun with all these warped teachers. What the, I want to know what the history lessons are. Well, you know, speaking we always of the say, pronoun... Because uh, I don't know if you wrote this story, but Miriam I did see. I didn't write by Solid on Libs of TikTok. Oh the my God. dictionary has edited its definition of female. Women don't exist. Let's basically let's, the definition just erases women. Yeah, very interesting here. So the original entry, which it's been for a while now. Yeah. Quote of relating to or being the sex that typically has the capacity to bear young children or produce eggs. Okay. The addition of typically has the capacity. Oh, my God. I'm like, what? Typically has the... What the... the?" Yeah. And then, even more woke, (laughs) the second entry. Yeah. Having a gender identity that is the opposite of male. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are they... Remember, man, men can get pregnant. So they have to... Everything (sighs) downstream has to be changed. Yeah, that's another one. Which is nuts. People know how I feel about oh, yeah. uh, gender and tranny nuts. issues. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll keep that for another day uh, since it's getting late here. Um, it is violence to deny that men can get pregnant. It's violence, Storm. Violence. How yeah, dare well, you? You know, the, the left just loves chopping d- off. Let's We're the party see. of women. Okay, well, not you, not not you women. women. Not yeah. you whores. Well, the you ones know, with- it's, it's the, I guess it's the... Uh, the the long march to the patriarchy winning yeah, is really. men just yeah, becoming the yeah. unisex. Really, I don't understand yeah. what the goal <laughs> here is. I don't get it either. Um, <laughs> what else do we got here? We had here? to destroy women's sports to save it. We have to we have to destroy women to save them. We got the <laughs> little election section here. So first, let's start off with the good news of the day. Okay. Okay. Twenty twenty two, major poll came out. From the uh, 
paper in Wyoming, whatever in one city it is, because there's like only one city in the whole state. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I'm just saying that's literally that. Uh, this is how I understand it to be. Uh, could be totally wrong. No, no. That, well, that's the Lib area. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. It's the Casper Star Tribune. Yeah. I don't even know. That's the area that, that uh, Liz Cheney thinks will bail her out. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently not so much because her primary opponent, Harriet Hagman, has 52% support. Oh, Liz, nice. Liz Cheney has 30%, so she's down by more than 20 points. Um, Isn't there another one? I thought there were two conservatives running. Yeah, they're all low, like five. And oh, not, okay. So it's yeah. not enough to really. We've split consolidated. That no, we've consolidated. There's also no Thank runoff. God. I don't think so. God. But it is an open primary. Because that's always um, a real. That's always a real danger, especially oh, especially if primaries. there's like two good conservatives. Yeah. Like, like I mean, running against. Rhinos. Well, and like, I just also I just also hate open primaries. I don't think Democrats. I don't think anyone should be able to cross. I don't like that either. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like but that's that a conversation for another day. Um, the the poll also showed that only. 27% approve of Cheney's job performance. Well, you know, as we've always said, Liz Cheney made one miscalculation, not representing the people that elected her yeah. to Congress. Yeah, exactly. You know, she could personally hate Trump. She could say, you know, things about him, but participating in the January 6th committee and doing the things that she does and the way that she's behaved was the betrayal of her constituents. And at the end of the day, She's going to lose her job for it. Yep. Now, she'll get some bullshit lobbying job or a CNN deal or something like that. Uh, and, of course, the Cheneys are loaded, so she'll yeah, be totally exactly. fine. She's, so. Yeah, exactly. She'll be fine. Um, but that is the good news is that hopefully in just about a month from now, in mid-August, we will be celebrating the demise of Liz Cheney. Um, interesting story coming out of Pennsylvania. Two of them. Okay. Dr. Oz sucks, which... Wow, Ugh. who could have possibly predicted that? Ugh. Not us, as if we only Ugh. talked about that a million times. Um, I mean, you know, not that there was any great, great candidates, but, uh, I mean, I at this point would have rathered Kathy Barnett. Than yeah, him. yeah, she was um, awesome. Or even McCormick, I mean, as much a, of a, a little, squish a as he is. Loony, but... but Dr. Oz just sucks. He's done a terrible job campaigning against a vegetable. Against a vegetable. It's, yeah, okay? yeah. Fetterman was a vegetable for months. Oz did nothing. He didn't attack. He didn't use the time the Fetterman wasn't on the campaign trail to get a competitive edge. And uh, that's the lack of killer instinct that I think is going to take him down in the end. I think you'd probably agree with that, right? Yeah. Uh, he's also a carpetbagger, which yeah, usually just, never works. It's just like nothing gets me excited about this guy. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, nothing. I mean, he's pro-gun control. Yeah. He's, he was all about, you know, us adopting the Wuhan, you know, China's Wuhan COVID protocols yeah. of locking well, us, I'll you say, know, basically I'll say, chaining us in our... You know, homes. Scenes doesn't necessarily indicate future performance, and he and could turn into a good senator. Yeah, but this time, I think but it does. I would tend to agree yeah. with you. Yeah. I would tend to agree with you. Now, he yeah. could role play to be a great America First senator, maybe even better than some of the losers that we have up yeah, there now. Uh, but he has to win first to do that, yes. and I don't know that he's going to. You would think that he would have been performing better against a vegetable, especially given the recent polling. In the governor's race there, yeah. which, as we've talked about yeah. before, remember everyone was freaking out about Mastriano, and I said, I yeah, love Mastriano. Yeah. I think he has a good shot. I mean, a little rough around the edges, not a politician, yeah. but these things you, know, you can fix along the way, right? And I always said, I think he has a good shot. The fact that everybody's worried about it shows me that I think he has a good shot, Yeah. right? Well, what does the poll show? Oh. That he's running 10 points ahead of Oz. Yep. 
and I think he's up by four in the race, three or four it was. And some and, and in some polls, another the AARP poll, which is um, de-leaning, mm-hmm. has him within striking distance of yeah, Josh Shapiro. Yeah. I think it was like four, four Shapiro forty six, him forty three. So he's running like yeah. he's running like ten points ahead of Oz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So but that is true. He is outperforming. That's Oz. very interesting there. Uh, and over the next few weeks. Um, I haven't exactly picked which day yet, but one day we're going to do an election special where we only talk about races from across the country. We'll go state by state. But yeah. th- those were the two interesting things that really are interesting oh, right man, now. if he wins. Oh, man. Oh, oh my God. The live meltdown would oh, be unbelievable. Man. And unbelievable. let me tell you, you know, I, I understand. Shapiro, yes, he's a good campaigner. He's, he's won statewide before. He's raised a ton of dough. All these things. I get it. He's viewed as unbeatable. On paper, he might be unbeatable. But it's not about on but, paper. But it's not about on paper. And also, Joe Biden is president. We're entering a recession. People are pissed. The suburban voters are, are not a lock for Democrats mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. they used to be. Things could get interesting. Outside well, outside of those collar counties of Philly, uh, Mr. Shapiro, I think there's a, the thing it's about a bit the, of an uphill climb for you. The thing about the polls is that polls can be useful indicators. Yeah. And sometimes they can be correct. Mm-hmm. But when they are correct, it's because whoever decides on what the actual methodology and what the partisan breakdown is going to be and the demographic breakdown, that's what decides whether a poll is accurate or not, right? And if you have these D-leaning polls, I can tell you something for a fact is that Pennsylvania is not going to be D-leaning this year. It's going to be a Republican electorate. Now, it may be R plus one. It may be close to even. It may be R plus five. It may be R plus eight. Yeah. Okay? If the city folks stay home yeah. in the Philadelphia area, yeah. the Democrats are going to get trounced, okay? Oh, because this is going to be a red yeah. wave year yeah. on aggregate, right? Yeah. So if you're looking at a poll that's D plus five, then shed the five points off the top. Yeah. And like you said, it's right there. It's right there. Right? So that's uh, I mean, that's what I'll say about polls here yeah. and all of this. Because yeah. I see some of these polls that have D leans, and I'm like... Maybe in a in a general presidential year, yeah, sure. But not in an not in year. a not, not in a midterm year. year, in which the party in power is extremely unpopular. Joe Biden's extremely unpopular. Yeah. And everything in the country is going poorly. Yeah. In no world could any any political analyst yeah. or pollster or consultant yeah. make the argument yeah. that it's going to be a Democrat electorate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, exact. I mean, you can be, you can have. You can check all the boxes. If mm-hmm. if you're part of the party that that caused an economic recession, it's it's not going to be pretty. Well, even yeah. even even you know the reasonable Democrat uh, pollsters and commentators and consultants yeah. like Carville, he's like, yeah, the Democrats are going to get thrashed yeah. this year. Like, I, absolutely I, I, thrashed. I, I, and I think that's I think that's the consensus from from most operatives. I think it's yeah. it's over. Um, yeah. I mean, um, David Shore. Who is who was at Center for American Progress? Who is now leading his own? He's a, he's a liberal data scientist. Yeah, he's a he, piece he's, of well, he's leading his own firm. <laughs> yeah, but he was the one who said after twenty twenty, he's like, if Joe Biden is below fifty percent going into twenty twenty two, we're well, yeah, and, and not only and is he mean, below fifty yeah. percent, yeah, he's twenty points yeah. below fifty percent So you know that's that's the thing for me is that these, they've all resigned that this this is going to be a horror. I guess year. they're just trying to make themselves feel better, or maybe yeah. they're trying to make the candidates who are paying them feel better. Yeah, but, or something. But then, of course, you know, as a stretch, like okay, we're going to get trounced this year. We have two years to like turn around. There's no indication that Joe can turn around. Well, right? so that's the next I mean, step I mean, in the I mean, conversation. I'm ta- I know he sucks, but like, wh- 
what? I mean, I hated Obama, right? We all mm-hmm. don't like him. But Obama could fill that office. You know, he had political talent and skill. You know, like when he was speaking, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, it's Obama. But like he looked presidential and, and you know, he was the president. Biden looked, I call him the White House steward. Yeah. Well, he's so a caretaker. He literally looks like, he's, he looks small and just, just... The next part of the conversation yeah. is 24. Yeah, sorry. Okay? Yeah. So that's the point I was going to make yeah. is that Joe Biden's finished. <laughs> he's not going to run for re-election. Ugh. And even if he does run for re-election, one, he, he won't survive it. No. Right? No. He'd be forced to drop out at no. some point. Uh, everybody knows it, right? Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that right after the midterms, he's going to announce that he's not running for re-election. Yeah, he's just waiting. And he'll become lame duck. Um, now, I don't think he'll resign because he does not want Kamala to be president. Now, but that that raises the question, who are they going to have to run on their side? They got really nobody. The Ex- bench sucks. Except for... Except for Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the buzz now yeah. among the political talking heads is that uh, a bunch of people, yeah. including uh, former Bill Clinton advisor Dick Morris, who, if anyone would know, it probably would be him. Because they, they're still close, yeah. all of them. Yeah. Um, I still don't forgive him for his 2012. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh sure, sure, sure. Romney's going to get 360 electoral sure. votes. Yeah. Like, all right, Dick. Uh, but, you know, well, this, that's why he's no longer. Yeah, but making season. making an electoral prediction and yeah. being friends with somebody is a different True. story, right? True. The reason I put uh, some like credibility into this is because he's been with the Clintons for decades and decades and yeah. decades. Yeah. And he says it's clear to him. With Hillary's recent spate of uh, or uh, spat of media interviews, were in a prelude to her announcement that she's running. Yeah. My question is, is she even gonna be able to run? She could barely handle it in twenty sixteen. Yeah, but you know what? She she is their best worst option. I guess. You really, she I really guess. is. I mean, the other person, uh, the only two people that that have that name ID and and. Uh, that charisma to motivate the base are Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who mm-hmm. will be eligible. Mm-hmm. I don't think she wants to run. And Michelle Obama, believe it or not. Yeah. But Michelle she has but she does not her. she does not like that life, man. We all saw that. Yeah. Remember in oh wait, she wasn't even sure if she wanted Obama to uh, uh Brock to win. Yeah. So you know, she has said multiple times, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, but we all know that, you know, when you know, sometimes things can change. I don't I don't see her running, but Maybe. That's it? Maybe. I mean, literally, that's it. I mean, everybody who ran in 2020 from Buttigieg, Booker, Warren, all those lose, like, they're not going to win. So. Yeah. I mean, they may run. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have a nasty fight on the Republican yeah. side. We'll talk more that's about the thing. that in it's the coming weeks. It's not a lock weeks. on our side either. If it was a lock, it'd be like, you know, hey, I mean, yeah, yeah, Biden, go. <laughs> Please run for re-election. It'll be a cakewalk. But. Yeah. Although, you know, I will say, and I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Yeah. I do think that if Trump is going to run again, which I'd put at a 99.9% probability at this point, that it would be good to have a somewhat staunch primary challenge. Now, I would say that as long as it doesn't get extremely nasty between him and DeSantis, which I don't think it's going to particularly... No, I could be totally wrong about that, but uh, that's never, my prediction. You, you never know. With you him. never know with either you never of them, know with right? Him, yeah. I don't think that they're going to get like super personal and nasty because I think DeSantis understands that the Venn diagram, 
yeah. <laughs> to take the words of Kamala. You know, you draw the circles, the circles. with the cross over. Yeah. Yeah. The Venn diagram the go to the, of the their bases yeah. has significant overlap. Yeah. Very significant overlap of their supporters, right? Um, and that DeSantis will need the Trump base and the Trump backing to really succeed in the future in becoming president. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that DeSantis can't beat Trump now. I think he, he there's a percentage chance he could. Yeah, he could. You know? He could. I think um, he could. But I do think it will be good for Trump that if Trump were to, you know, uh, become the nominee again, it will have been good for Trump to have had a vibrant uh, primary to get him back into the swing yeah. of things. Yeah. Because we've seen in history that any time someone either, you know, is an incumbent president or someone that comes back to run again or, you know, uh, even not necessarily someone who was president, but someone who ran a while back and then kind of just shoe-ins. Yeah. It's weak. Yeah. Hillary yeah. is a prime example of that, yeah. right? You know, if there's... If you I, would, I would say even... Um, that's with any office. I mean, look, look at Russ Feingold. Yeah. When he tried to run yeah. again. You know, it didn't, didn't mm-hmm. turn too well. So... No. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. And we're going to talk a lot about that in Although, the future. I did like Kurt's point about if he does run again, when he stopped by the office. Huh? Not Trump. He needs to move beyond the 2020 stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you know I think that's a tough sell. But yeah. I, as yeah. I pointed out, yeah. I think that there is very much strong structural policy arguments yeah. that you can make on that front. Yeah. Now, will he make those? 50-50. Yeah. Right? Who's going to run the campaign? Don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of questions to be answered, yeah. right? This, this isn't just a slam dunk thing. Uh, now... I think there will be answers in time. Mm-hmm. I my prediction is that Trump will schedule a rally for the weekend after the midterms, How either on Friday or Saturday. Midterms, <laughs> he'll take a victory yeah, lap. Yeah. You know, he'll say, "Look at all this money I spent. Yeah. I brought in this historic wave of Republicans." And I endorsed sixty winners, <laughs> and, over sixty winners, and and now yeah. I'm running again. I'm running again, and that's what he's gonna say. Yep. So let's um, cag it up. <laughs> well, no, it's not cag. Wow. It's MAGA. Oh, it's MAGA now. Yeah. Now we're MAGA. back to MAGA. <laughs> now we're back to MAGA. Which I think can actually be a very strong argument. And you know that I've always said for two years now, yeah. going back to my always original point, that if Trump were to be able to succeed in running again, he would need to have the strongest I told you so case ever. Yeah. And he has that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There, there's a significant portion in polling of people that say they voted for Biden last time, that said that they would vote for Trump this time, not because they like him, yeah. but because the country was so much better off with him as president. Mm-hmm. And that is a I told you so case right it there. Um, so on that note, uh, we're going to wrap it up for today. We'll have a lot of talk about 2022 in the coming weeks. We're going to have some special exclusive interviews with 2022 candidates. You know, now that we're getting through the primary cycles, we're going to get a lot of general election candidates on here. We're going to be talking to some good Republicans. Um, and uh, the fight is on. You know, It's going to be a very interesting end of the summer and beginning of the fall. Um, but first, before we wrap up today, we have our clip of the day. The clip of the day, which is a very interesting one. And we mentioned this earlier. You talked about the cancer gaffe, mm-hmm. right? Because at one point yesterday, we're just uh, I'm sitting there in the office and I'm listening to old man Biden talk, and he goes, "Yeah, I and a lot of my friends because of the oil slicks have cancer." And I'm like, <laughs> "Did he just say he has cancer?" Yeah, yeah. Which he did say it, 
But apparently, he does not have cancer. Who knows? We can't really Who trust knows? the White House on yeah, that. We can't. Anyway, we can't. take a listen to this. And because it was a four-lane highway that was accessible, my mother drove us, and rather than us be able to walk. And guess what? The first frost, you know what was happening. You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why can't for the longest time Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. So we actually went back and like I mentioned, he, he what he did was he confused his same story that he used on Earth Day Ugh, with the asthma about asthma yeah. and just subbed in cancer. Oh my god. And he does have asthma. Oh so yeah. That's just a dementia oh. moment. So Everything is fine. Good old Joey ass claps, and we've gone full circle if back to Joey. If nuclear missiles are flying, he will absolutely respond. In fact, he might even fire off some missiles yeah. at this point if he's confusing like that. Well, good thing it takes this, multiple people to sign do? off on that. What does this button do? Um, fire the button. Press the button. All right, so we will be back here next week for two episodes of Triggered. I promise. Promise two full episodes of Triggered next week, Tuesday and Thursday. As usual, it's time for the shameless plug. So if you enjoy Triggered, want to support what we're doing here, want it uncensored, you'll support all of Town Hall in our efforts to report the truth about the Biden administration and cover all the important things for everyone. Become a Town Hall VIP member at townhallvip.com. Use the promo code SAVEAMERICA for 40% off. Get into this exclusive Club of Patriots. You'll get a ton of VIP content. You'll get Matt's VIP columns. Kurt's VIP members only, columns, videos, podcasts, Katie stuff. I mean, the list goes on and on. So townhallvip.com, use the promo code SAVEAMERICA for 40% off. Thank you to all of you who do support us as VIP members. Thank you to all of you who listen to Triggered. It means the world to us. Don't forget, five-star ratings and reviews go a long way to helping us beat the algorithms. And if you'd like to reach out, email us, triggered at townhall.com. If you become a VIP member, email me. And I will get you a signed copy of Kurt's book. And don't forget to pick up Kurt's book, which is out everywhere that you can buy, as he calls it, fine books. Fine books. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we will be back here on Tuesday for another episode of Triggered, and we hope you have an excellent weekend. Stay cool. Stay cool.